Hi, this is Ricky Stewart. And if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight. Not this rubbish with Blakey Blakey. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet coming to you. Well, Blake is coming to you from the filthiest store in buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No, it's so filthy now that, um, yeah, the, the legal department's been in touch, the safety inspectors, yeah, and uh, you're not allowed in. I couldn't get in. I couldn't get in. I was actually blocked. I had to go to a remote location. I also will not reveal the location of, but I couldn't get in. So, you know, that pile of filth has finally Safety fallen first. in. Safety yeah, it was you're very yeah. safe. Uh, we have brought to you with extremely dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum. Get online and get engaging. Um, and also with the cash money sponsorship from Land Speed Records and, of course, our fantastic sponsors, Audio Technica Australia through which this podcast is recorded. They're, they're good and they're absolutely fantastic. And once more, we're very lucky to say that we're joined all the way from the West Coast of the United States of America by a very special guest star, Matthew Heather Locklear, Hollywood Lanevez. Matthew. Hello, gentlemen. If you keep going West, past West Tigers, past the Western West. Reds, and you, you keep going West, you might find Western United States. Slightly west of West Hollywood, I now live in PV, and I'm happy to uh, to report that we uh, had a win. And uh, yeah, suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it, mm. Corey mm. Parker. But we'll talk about that later. Anyway, good win. Happy to um, happy to say that uh, we're all a little greyer here. We all have slight heart palpitations and problems, and uh, mm-hmm. at least at least the bounce of the ball went our way this weekend. It the did. The OTB was good. I gotta say, I was we- I was weirdly calm because I was like, I've you know, on one hand, you kind of think, oh no, we go, this is happening again, they're coming again. For some reason, I I just thought, no, no, you got this. We we got up to ten in front, and it was all looking fantastic. And I leaned forward in front of your seats, Blake, which is where I was, um, and to Jorge who sits in front of me, and I said, well, here comes a two point West Tigers win, <laughs> you know, and it was just you know, I w- I was committed to it, but the boys hung in there, they did very well. Yeah, they, 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 they definitely um, play for each other and show some ticker. They also show some pretty silly things at other times. But, um, no, nah, it's a good win. And, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of good things that come out of this weekend's game and obviously a lot of bad things. But there's, there, I think there's more positive things that we can look on. Exactly. Well, and let, let's, before we get into that, let's go into the news, which is brought to you by the good people at Impact Comics down there in Garima Place in Civic. Um, what's news, Blarko? Big, big, big team list Tuesday. Big announcement and a, a pick that really no one, no one saw coming. No one, no one no saw one. coming. No one, no one called it a smoky last week. Right? No one said smoky. Oh, smoky. A week late, but it came. Uh, you know, I, you talk about monkeys and typewriters a lot. I mean, some uh-huh. of your wacky, some of your wacky ideas are so wacky. But realistically. Um, Ethan Strange has been selected in the centres this week to replace um, Seb Chris, who had an incredible game mm-hmm. uh, against the West Tigers. He was like looked like one of the best centres in the comp. It's amazing what he can do when he's picked in his uh, his um, you know natural position. But he had an incredible game, and unfortunately did a hammy um, late in the game and didn't get to finish the match. But when we were sort of tossing up who would who would replace Seb Chris, I don't think anyone really realistically 
thought that um, Ethan Strange was going to get called up, but it's exciting. Except for Pork Smokey. There you go. It's been <laughs> funny, isn't it? Doctor yeah. Strange was kind of it's, he's like, he's like the, that Marvel movie that no one really wants to go watch, and then suddenly he's picked. We all thought it was going to be Brad Morcos, who might be like or Harley Smith Shields, or, or and, and Harley actually played a pretty decent game on the left on the weekend. He scored a really good try, and you know, you know, as Raiders fans have always known about his potential, and but and, and admittedly, um, Doctor Strange has been playing at five eight um, for the last few weeks for New South Wales Cup side, but. I mean, if you go back just to the under-19 state of origin game, he was incredible playing on that right-hand side. Yeah. So he's obviously yeah, but he's been picked on the left. He's been picked on the left, which is interesting. Yeah, well, it is interesting. It's very early in the piece, but do you want to hear? Oh, Smokey! No. He's going to play six, and Jack White. He's going to play go six, center. and Jack's going to play left center. It's a possibility. You can't rule Orcs it out. Oh, Smokey! Okay, Harley Smith Shields. You know, at the start of the year, he was our first choice um, left center. He's dropped down the pecking order. I think this is a clear sign that maybe I have this big thing that, you know, Ricky gives players a chance to a certain point. And then once he decides you're not the guy, he moves on from you. We've seen that, you know, with Edric Lee. We've seen it with Bailey Simonson. We've seen it with your man, Matt Semivalame. And also, you know, just late last week, there was actually talk that um, Harley Smith Shields almost joined um, the Eels online for the rest of the season. And I think Brad, Brad Arthur, yeah, and Brad Arthur was keen, but then I think the board or something. Yeah, so Brad Arthur really wanted him to fill in that outside back position because they're a bit lean, especially when Sivo got suspended. But the proviso that we wanted was something out of it for us. And what the Raiders wanted, and Fern has spoken about it, is we wanted an early release next year for Sanders. So we don't, we haven't signed um, Sanders next season. We've signed him for 2025. Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted um, for, for Sanders to be able to join the Raiders next year. And I would have thought that would have been a pretty simple. Yeah. Um, Look, he will join early. Change. He will. It's like the Joe Tarpany situation. He will join yeah, early because there's the no advantage. No. Yeah. Well, there's obviously there's going to be a bit of horse trading, a bit of toing and froing. You know, something will happen in return. I'm all for, you know, trades like this to facilitate, um, you know, releases. I, and I agree. And... I, I think it's too late in the season, though. I, I think that we had that June deadline and they pushed it out to August. And now considering we're three or four weeks away from finals and you can still, we could still pick up a player. Like the Raiders could still sign a, a Trindle or um, Matt Moyer. Fafita. Fafita. You know what I mean? Like say, no, but obviously a club's not going to let Fafita go. And we could talk Jojo about Fafita, Fafita next season. Jojo, they might be looking at Jojo or Haas's brother or Tino's brother. But, but say for Andrew instance, Fafita. Matt Moylan... Matt Moylan could pop up at a first grade side this year that needs a half. And that to me, three or four weeks out from the finals isn't great. So what the Raiders wanted to do was, yeah, we'll send you Simonson, but we need something in return. And what we wanted Harley, was to, we wanted to get our, oh, sorry. Yeah, we yeah. will send you Harley. And what we wanted in return is something for our club. And what we wanted was to see our future seven yeah. um, a season early. And they said no. Yeah. So Well, they said no, it. but they said, if we're going to do that, we want something on top of that. And we went, no, we're not sending you something on top of that. No, they could have. We could, they end, could, we have could end up. They need a we hooker. Up, they could have. A we could end up got, playing Harley. Oh, you, you just want to get rid of more hookers. You just. We've got too many Danny Levi. And they, yeah. yeah, send them Danny Levi. Great idea, Matthew. Right, I'm going to suggest that to Don. No, I, I'll, I'll go on record here in 2020, late 24. Our two hookers will be Danny Levi and Trevelyan, Adrian Trevelyan. They'll be two starting hookers. Whose cat is that? Your cat, Matthew. No, that's a peacock, actually. 
Next, is, is one that, week it's a rat. That, next week it's a piece. I, I killed the rats, the rats, by the way. Okay, it's, good. I'm glad uh, you killed the rats. It's, it's, I dealt with the rats. Don't worry. <laughs> Peacocks are well known for their rat hunting. Have you got a sort of a tiger? Have you got sort of a tiger king style menagerie in your back? That's very LA, isn't it? It's very yeah. LA. We just we just sort of trap slightly illegal, you know, uh, animals from well, certain parts of the exotic world and it's keep all, them here in America. It's all legal in America. It's all legal if you can if you can afford it. It's legal. Um, no, so my, yeah. we actually have wild peacocks just to put it yeah. there's no peacocks in my house there's, there's wild probably peacocks two three thousand wild peacocks yeah there's wild peacocks in their their abundance you know it's not just hollywood and you know los angeles that has wild peacocks do you they're know what's up there in, you know what's the in play proportions do you know what's in play okay. proportions in canberra right now mm. i just drove by them before on the rabbits. side of, of of capitol hill yeah, there's rabbits. like 200 rabbits on capitol hill mm-hmm. oh. anyway i had a rabbit growing up and uh my shit dad my my dad said, "Look, I don't really want to get your kids a rabbit, but if we get a rabbit, I get to name it." And we're like, "Okay." Ziggy so Niscott named it. Ziggy Niscott. He named it Stew. Ah, rabbit Stew. That's very me. good. I, I just want to remind you: you are listening to uh, Wildlife Review with Blake and the Pork, yeah. <laughs> where we talk about all manner of different wildlife. Send in your questions. Any questions you've got, we'll answer them. So the great, the good news story of the week, the, the positive news is um, Ethan Strange getting picked, which is probably a good thing because it's moved the cycle the Canberra Raiders um new cycle away from the late Friday night logo fiasco logo gate the club on Friday night dropped uh it's not a new logo it's it's a simplified refined variation on the um Canberra Raiders logo if you haven't seen it lately um look it's not a huge change it's just he just looks a bit sad if you go on their website they kind of explain it you know and I know you're saying that it looks like a sad Viking, but they, they explain why they've done it and about going to the one green and being able to use it across multiple platforms. And, and you see it on the back of that gray sweater where it's just in like a monochrome. I, I admit, I probably hated it more than most when it first came out. I'm slowly coming around to it yeah. and the diverse nature in which you can use it because it's not, it's not dynamic. It doesn't have multiple greens in its beard that you actually can use you can use it as a black and white or a gray and white. You can actually, and I think the Raiders probably got sideswiped earlier in the year when we weren't allowed to use the Valkyrie. So we had to try and rebrand ourselves going into 2024. And now they've come up with this concept of simplifying the logo. And look, it's not ideal, but it's very two dimensional. And when you see it in the green, it doesn't quite translate like previous logos, but when you do see it in the black, it, it, it doesn't, it's very it's uninspiring. As... It's very uninspiring. I think that's what you want to say. And look, look what happens. Well, there, there has been something this week that's annoyed me, Blake. And in fact, you might say it grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And you know what grinds my gears, Blake? Rabbit people whinging about, uh, people whinging about a perfectly acceptable logo. We have changed the logo before. People wetting their pants like we'd compromised the club or we burned down the clubhouse or we executed someone. That's... It's a bloody logo. I've seen so many logo changes with this club and every time the same people, oh, it's dreadful, it's dreadful. The very same people who are arguing how horrible this were were probably the ones who were arguing the last two changes as well. You know, the logo's changed. The club has a bloody good reason for it. People attacking it, running a freaking petition. Have you got nothing better to do with your lives? Have you got nothing better to do with your lives than run a petition about logo? You know what you should run Once a petition again, about? We here at Blake and the Pork would like to distance ourselves from some of the comments by some of the people on Blake and the Pork. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a classic. Yeah, you want to do something man, with petition? Talk about. Get off my lawn. 
Stay out of the Woolworths. You want to run a petition? (laughs) Running about something that actually freaking matters. Running a petition about the logo. I guarantee you, the marketing area had a really good. No, I'm. Don't you interrupt, Grimes. My gears is my segment. The marketing team did (laughs) good thoughts in this. There's a bloody good reason for this. We get behind the club. We stick behind it. It's a bloody logo. Get behind it. Stop your damn whinging because it grinds my gears. Okay. Okay. You've you've had your piece, and I'll say my little bit on it. First mm-hmm. of all, Pork, once a company man, always a company man. I expected this line from you. And I'm not. And the not better surprised. question is, why aren't you? Why aren't you a company man, Blake? Because I'm not going to blindly follow everything the club does and say that I, I love it and I'm bored with it. And like, they could have avoided this whole fiasco, right? Fiasco. So it's a, a fiasco, is it? Well, it, was, it, is, it, was, it is odd timing to do it's, it. It's, it's the week it's after the NRLW or three weeks after they've started and yeah, early and finals. They could was, the, the timing was they wanted to, they're about to send out the members packs for 2024 and they mm-hmm. wanted to have it all out there. So they released it late on a Friday night, which kind of is the, the classic political thing where you release Absolutely. the result of a port, yeah. report late on Friday. The thing is with, um, with social media and Raiders fans is most Raiders fans on a Friday night probably watching the footy have already had a couple of beers and they see this logo change and they go immediately to outrage as I know I did. And the thing in the era of social media is that, um, you know, the first few responses that you see can really influence um, the overall mood and feeling. So the initial responses from people, myself included was, I hate it. And I think that's that, that sentiment spreads pretty quickly. And in this era that we live in people, everything's either, it's either fantastic or it's terrible. They love it or they hate it. Ultimately, it's not a huge change. It's not great. But I think that maybe they could have avoided this negative publicity. We're not going to call it a fiasco, Tim, but there was undoubtedly negative publicity about this. If maybe that they had you know, consulted the fans a bit more before they made the change. This also got approved by the board. But again, I'd say how many of the people on that board are actually really passionate Raiders fans that are going to be there? Yeah, but know, in saying that, they're probably child. engaged with a design company that's more steeped in design and where young culture is moving than what probably the the generic the average Raiders fan. I I have to admit when it first came out I hated it and then on our group thread a lot of the guys were like, Oh, what's the problem with who cares? It's just a logo. Who cares? Just a logo. And I was the first person to be like, I care. Yeah. And then I care too. What and I really do care a lot about what I've got. And what I'm saying I've those people like, on the board, they probably don't care. They have no, look at they their would credentials. Care. They look at their credentials. They've got wonderful um, corporate credentials, and they've been, you know, Dennis Richardson's highly regarded. I'm not saying that we ditch him and, and employ Lee no, no to tell us tomorrow because no, he's the head of the board. I'm not having but my point is I, what, what I did is I went back and I, I I went to the website and I looked at the reasoning behind it. That little 10 second video, or whatever. And suddenly I was like, okay, give it a chance. And once you give it a chance, and you, then you go back and you look at some of the older ones, it's not as bad as you originally thought. It's got its reasons for being simplified. And those reasons are they can use it across multiple platforms and it doesn't have to change. If you're printing a t-shirt and you have numerous greens in the beard, you cannot print certain logos on certain things. So what they've decided to do is go to one green. And what's that? what that has done is made it look quite flat. And I get it. It looks a little simple. Sad. Solace. It's, it's not sad. It's solace. It's character. <laughs> Bring back the original thing. I like the old... Look, I'm a purist. I like the... I buy any merchandise they put out that has the original logo. Because to me, that is still the Raiders logo. And that's the logo that we won um, three premierships in. So Yeah, yeah and they'll anyway. probably go back to that one. Day, like I say, yeah. I think sometimes the club um, appears to be... Uh, you know, they take the, the the supporters' views aren't always taken into consideration, and there's a lot of lip services paid to like 
hey, you guys are members. It's all about you. You know, we care about what you think, but ultimately they'll do whatever they want. And, you know, we all Any good on. organization needs to be able to make decisions on their own. You cannot pull everybody in to make. I realize that. I realize that. Look, look, look. And look, his dictatorships are, are very good at getting the trains to run on time, but they also and have very their... good at not having rat in the ranks and keeping things together exactly. and making sure things don't go off the rails. Now, exactly. A wise man once said, "Rugby league is a very simple game played by very simple people," and I could add to that and watched by even simpler people, of which I am one. There are things on which, even though I'm a supporter of the club, if you ask me, I'd have no freaking idea, and paying attention to me would be stupid. Okay. So on this particular case, I do know there was a lot of research went into this, a lot of effort, you know, and then it people doesn't look like it. Doesn't crap look like all it. about, yeah, well, it might not look like it, but a lot doesn't of people like don't it. know what they're talking about. I've heard people complain about this, that, and people having a hissy fit when we re-signed CSL Leola, you know, came to, oh, what we get this guy for? It's like, oh, wasn't that a good decision? If He's we listen to now. some, yeah, you know, if we listen years. to some of the, 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 the people, that wouldn't have happened, you know? Sometimes you've got to go out there and actually say, I'm in charge. I know what I'm doing. Just back me either. So, but yeah, there that, are some it, things the club does, which I think that if they had some sort of like fan focus group, consulted a few people beforehand before rolling out, maybe they could nip these things in the bud and they could avoid this sort of negative publicity. I'll give you another I mean, example. Okay? I'll give you another most, example. Most films, when they get made, they do have a focus audience. Of course most they films do. Before they, yeah. Of course they do. I'll give you another example, right? Um, who was originally booked to blow the Viking horn? At Jared Croker's 300th game. We all know. It was the pork. <laughs> it was, but <laughs> it was I Andrew had to Abdo. Decline. It was the pork's <laughs> version of Andrew Abdo. <laughs> and everyone, Andrew I mean, Abdo. the response to any fan when they heard that was in the Canberra Times, Andrew Abdo's book, but they were just like, what the? That is so weird. And then they changed it. You know, had they run that vibe fans beforehand, the fans would have said, no, Andrew Abdo, we don't want Andrew Abdo buying the home. We want Jason Croker buying the horn. And again, it could have been nipped at the bud beforehand. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, let's yeah, move on and, to the next and, news. Andrew Abdo made that change, not the club. And Jared Croker's got a two to 10 week hamstring injury. Next bit of news. <laughs> See you later. See you, Soliola. This actually turned up in the Canberra Times uh, via, the, via the All Homes website. He's selling his house in Crace and um, he's heading up to Newcastle. Uh, so, a bit of sad news. I mean, he's one of those guys you just imagine would always be around the club, someone that you'd always want to be at the club. Just such an, he, you know, he said he's loved his time in Canberra. It's almost 10 years now. But, um, yeah, it's time for him to pack up and move on. So what what's he going to do in Newcastle? I don't know. I don't know whether he's got a job there. I don't know. He said it's for family reasons. I mean, who knows? We don't know. We don't know. Mm. Mm. Any insight, Bob? Any... I, I hadn't asked him. So, I can, I'll ask him right now. It's a tough but, one, um, isn't it? Like very, he's, very he's sad. had, he's had as much effect on the club as probably anyone in the last decade, especially yeah. culturally. You know, yeah. like, and any new young player that comes to the club, whether they're from the Pacifica region or just from, you know, rural Australia, they, yeah, uh, they talk about how much effect and positive influence he has had on them, and being able to um, assimilate into the community down there, and just the amount of work that he does uh, within. The, you know the the back doors of the, that that rugby yeah. league club down there. He's going to be a massive loss. A oh, massive absolutely, loss. oh massive loss. He's just he yeah. like he's one of those rare individuals you meet and you just think I you're actually suspicious, right? Because no one can be that good a human, right? So mm -hmm. 
you won't be surprised when someone's doing a tour of his house, perhaps they find a secret dungeon in that sort of thing because he's so good. Maybe there's something, you know, like really, really wrong because can anyone actually be that good a human? I don't know. But if anyone is, it's C.S. Oliola. And I'm sad to hear him going, I will miss him dearly. He, the moment he walked through the door of our clubs was one of the club's best days ever. Yeah, very sad. Very sad to see him go. Um, NRLW, we totally missed. We were going to oh. talk about the NRLW last week, and then you, Pork, wanted to move it to reasons to be cheerful. And then, well, it was a reason we... to be cheerful. And, oh, we and then we just went over it. It completely <laughs> on us. We are in shame. We are ashamed. It was not Matthew's fault. I want to, where it's strange to tell you this, it was actually Balake and myself who stuffed this one out. We actually had stuff written to talk about it, and then we didn't. So our fault, um, mea culpa. But I was there and saw the uh, the NRLW side go out and after a tense first half we were at 12 uh, all we streaked out we streaked out and got out to uh, 28 points to 12 um, and looked fairly good we got some late injuries they got two tries in junk time to bring it back to 28 to 22 but it was a good win it was a good win um, Shuck Tungai is gone off she's named in the side this week she scored a fantastic try um, she's named but she hobbled We'll see whether she comes in or not. And Mackenzie Wiki hurt her foot and she's out with Alana Dummett coming in this weekend to play the Dragons. And that match is going to be played 11.05 a.m. on Saturday. It's on 9 and Fox, so you can watch it on both um, down there. And we're sitting in fifth at the moment with two wins, one losses. We're up against the Dragons. who are in eighth out of ten. They've one win and two losses, but they got flogged 30-0 by the Roosters last week, and their coach, Jamie Soward, has rung the changes in a big way. But look, it was a fantastic match to watch. Um, Matua, the forward, and she went off with a head knock. Oh, my God, I have rarely seen anything in football that has entertained me more. Um, she was just absolutely outstanding to watch. But Appy Nichols, running out the back in the number one jersey, she's a freak. She's an absolute star. The side looked really good. They looked together. They looked like each week. They're getting better and better, but um, the crowd was right into it, and rightly so. It, we saw good football. Good, we saw good, good football. Good crowd for good crowd for the game. Um, look, it was still building at that stage, but it was vocal. That was the thing yeah. that was noted. The people that were there were into it. They weren't just polite. You know, when you see a game, politely clapping. Yeah, whatever. it'd be no, interesting. No, no. People were a, in there. They were supporting their side. It was great. They've got some um, standalone games coming up soon as well, so it'll be good to see. Um, you know, what sort of crowds they get out to GIA for those ones. That's what right. Was anyway, thing, just we, having. Having those girls there and that that energy that they bring, and you can see it through the television, can affect the first grade side as well. We've got a we've got a incredible vibe going with those girls at the moment. You know, being able to beat the Roosters the week before, and then beat the undefeated Tigers, um, having gone away to play the Sharks, you know, and they might have been a little bit disappointed. But mm. I watched that game on the weekend, and that second half was incredible. The, mm. the the directness which they were running, the way that they're playing for each other. I, I just, I, I have a feeling there's something brewing with this side that might, they might give it a take this season. And, and that, that could be incredible for the community mm. in a, in Canberra. And, yep. and, and that's only going to be infectious for the, the men's team too. They're probably going to bleed, um, you know, um, off it as well. So I, I, I loved watching our, our women run out and win a game and then, 15 minutes mm-hmm. later, the men ran out. I thought it was an incredible couple of hours. And I'm really yeah, proud of them. And, and, uh, and looking at it, we're pretty hot favourites in this game on the it, weekend. Uh, it was a good half hour between the games. Yeah. That's uh, which my is one a, criticism of it. Same yeah. with under-20s. It's like, this fellow is too long a gap between 
I mean, I know there's different to... reasons. I know it's, it's about the broadcast not... as much as it is. It's about yeah. the broadcast. That, that's what it's not. Yeah, they used to know it back in the day and then there was issues with reserve grade going over and now it's got to do with access to the first grade coaches and stuff pre-game yeah, and right. being able to reset. So it's, it's That's all right. from the broadcasters. And um, so in that match, I heard some people saying that, oh, it was a lot closer and wasn't as good a win um, because they got a man, uh, sorry, a player, a player, got, got that wrong. She's doing really well today. They got a player sin binned uh, just after Shark scored her try. And then we got a couple straight on the back. The reason the sin bin happened, though, was because we were ripping them apart and they did a um, professional foul. It was Kezi Apps, who's one of the yeah. greatest players in that competition. She held down our player. It was an, it was an obvious um, sin bin. And then we scored. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were well on top. And yeah. they scored a couple of tries in the last 10 minutes. It, it could have easily been us scoring two more. It's, it's one of those, you know, the great thing about watching an RLW is – the result of a mistake is very immediate, you know. So yep. it's they make big meters, and it's it's very clear. Like if you make a mistake, you're gonna have pressure on your own line, which is now happening yep. in the NRL because of six against and stuff. But um, now we were we were well on top, and we were playing a really physical game, mm. a, a incredibly violent, brutal, um, direct game of rugby league that I actually mm-hmm. think. Most teams are going to struggle with us, and yeah, I, I have mate, a feeling, you, yeah, mate. Yeah, can you just go outside and just shoot that peacock? Shoot the peacock, I can shut, mate. The, I can shut the window. Anyway, anyway, get that get, riding get off get the back of that. Our, our, very, our very first Raiders review with Blake and the Pork twenty dollars land speed records uh, player of the match. For and it is twenty. Game. It is twenty dollars because we believe in equal pay. Oh yeah, uh, totally. for men and women at this um, at this it's, podcast. It, it's the number one for uh, the Raiders, Appy Nichols. She was electric. Um, if we don't see her represent this year, I will be stunned. She was so good. Um, every time she touched the ball, um, you knew something was going to happen. Now, she didn't herself get on the score sheet, but at least three of those tries had a name all around it. The way she runs the ball back and uh, her step at the line, unbelievable. She was just fantastic. Anyway, so... You know the story, Appy. You come in, uh, see uh, the front desk at uh, Landspeed Records and say, you know, I'm here to get my $20 Landspeed Records uh, Player of the Match Award and uh, it shall be forthcoming. Very good. Very good. A uh, bit of market news. Mm-hmm. There's been a re-signing during the week. It's actually been an extension and an upgrade. Corey Horsburgh has um, re-signed till the end of 2027 uh, on a $2.3 million deal, which I think is is sort of... Part extension, part upgrade. I think it works out to be about 600k a season. He's going to be on moving forward, mm-hmm. which I think is you know, worth it. Totally oh, worth it. But it, you, it's I, a good I could deal. argue it's, for more. Well, yeah, it's, I think it's a good deal for player and for club. And and the other yeah. thing to consider is, you know, um, Papa's going to be gone. Peacock doesn't Jesus, like it though. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I think we know. <laughs> I think I think we know the name now of the episode though. <laughs> I, I thought my bird was bad enough, but they the peacock. That's outstanding stuff. That's if, outstanding. If Matthew had told us that he wasn't in LA, and he in fact was was coming to us from um, you know the heart bird of the lands. Amazon. <laughs> you guys have to come visit. We'll have to do a live podcast here together at my house. Uh, all right, with peacock. We're, yeah, but so, so you got to factor in as well for that upgrade contract, um, you know, 25, 26, 27. Corey's going to be one of the, the main, you know, the main forwards. We assume he'll be playing prop and he'll be one of our main. Tarpany will be still around then, but but 
pop up. Oh, and look, he's going to play, be playing Origin. I, I see nothing in him. Like when he first came in, you could see he had to get a control of his emotions because yeah. people preyed on him for that. He's got control of those now. He's yeah. uh, he's an established player. He knows when to get upset and when not to upset. Um, and you can see he's talismanic. Like when he goes forward, the team goes forward, you know, and you can see he cares and gives a crap about it. I love Big Red. Yeah. Fantastic Big Red. The thing that I've noticed this year more than any other, and I guess um, Billy Slater mentioned it leading up to State of Origin, the thing that I've noticed, and especially in the last couple of weeks, is the amount of work that he does in those effort areas. He did it in the Mm -hmm. game against Brisbane earlier in the year, but just his his second efforts uh for a guy that size playing in the middle that many minutes i don't know many other people that do that in mm-hmm. the nrl you know like we have our gerbos and you know cameron murray and all those guys that are playing 70 80 minutes but they're not six foot three 105 kilos you know and yeah for no blake to be able to, yeah uh, I guess Fanua blake does it in a certain way he's a bit of a plotter and, <laughs> and i'd love to have Fanua blake at our club but not after that clapping episode, but he's incredible. He's he's probably the first oh, season. I'd say. It was the clapping. It was the crybaby. I love the crybaby. Oh, it was the crybaby. Yeah, but and, my, and, my and... thing with with horses, he's 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 built his game this season around the the things that most people don't notice about those slight effort areas, about mm-hmm. chasing kicks, about um, charging down kicks, about second efforts, about chasing from marker, about putting pressure on the inside man you know, the inside shoulder of the half, just these little things that if, and he's always clearly under um, duress because he's yeah. playing you know how many minutes, minutes he and he's still, did he play 80 minutes? He played he 80 played. minutes. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. And for him to still do those things, it's, mm. it's, it's just a huge credit to him, his family and the club. Cause I've said it every week, a couple of years ago, I wasn't sure if he was a first grader. No, and at the now, start of this year, totally oh, this year, I thought he was nah, unfit. Nah, last year I was certain he was a first grader, but I was agree with Matthew when he first started. I was like, yeah, what have we got here? I was really what nervous have, he's going to go down that Shannon here? Boyd route, right? Yeah. Road. And now he's, I, I'll, I will gladly um, buy the guy a beer every time I see him for the rest of my life because it's like, I'll, mate, I'll, you, I'll, I'll tell him you're that. Incredible. Yeah, please do. Because yeah. he's, yeah, he, he's I'll, incredible. I'll, I'll, you know, he is. He is fantastic. I particularly like when he goes out to that first receiver and they're thinking, is that a hit up? And then he does a glorious pass, particularly to his left-hand side. He's he got did a great that against pass the Dolphins. The Remember against the Dolphins? He put Jack in for that try. And that mm-hmm. was an amazing pass. He, that, that pass he's got to the left is a good one. So he may be, you know, hitting the ball up and that's going to be dangerous for you. But he also might be getting on your outside and putting a player away. Um, I yeah. love that aspect to him. So speaking I'm of, pleased. Speaking of glorious passes... Um, Elliot Whitehead, that one ball he played, gets much maligned. Elliot Whitehead, how good was that ball he played? Was that the Timiko? I know that little that inside. Break? Oh, that was beautiful. With the shoulder. Anyway, with next bit, of, next moving on. Next bit of news before we wrap it up. This happens every week, of course, and it's time for feed a watch. Much better than last week. No news. No news. No news whatsoever. And you know why? Because he's not coming. Yes, he is. Have faith. His name's Jojo Fafita, and he's or Andrew Fafita. Yeah. He's coming yeah, yeah. back from England. We're getting a Fafita. We're getting one look, way or another. We're getting a Fafita. Look, 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 look. Here's the thing: the the person who's losing out, um, the the loser if Fafita doesn't come to Canberra is Fafita. I I, I strongly say that he yeah. needs to come to us worse than we need him to come to uh, to us. You know, exactly. he needs us worse than we need him. Oh. Yeah, he'd be good to have at our club, but quite frankly, I think. 
breaking from where he is and going to a different area will make him focused on football. Yeah. Um, he's been he pretty focused be able on to football this year. What, yeah, he's he has. He's been pretty good this year. I think he is able to take that to a nev- another level down here whereby it's all about that. And, you know, you never want to describe, you know, compare someone to being the next Meninga signing, right? Because there's only been one Meninga signing, right? But the effect it had on Meninga's career coming to Canberra, it's the same sort of effect it could have on Fafitas. That's all I'm go. saying. There you go. Um, but uh, yep. moving on, moving on from from David Fafita. Watch uh, last week. I mentioned um, that I thought that Justin Holbrook would be going to the Roosters. Mm-hmm. Chalk that one up. Blake Stradamus got another one right. Uh, old Paddy just giving himself a little tap on the back there. <laughs> and I would not be surprised if Tino joins him in Big the Roosters. Tino. Yeah, I would not of be course, surprised. Tino's going. Of course maybe, he's going. Maybe for feeder as well. Who knows? Who knows? No. Someone who went missing and uh, we couldn't find him for a couple of weeks, but he's back. Couldn't find him. It's again. It's Danny mm. Stewart. <clears throat> yeah, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, brother of a uh, Gamba Raiders coach, Ricky Stewart. <clears throat> so I know in regards to that uh, uh, good old-fashioned ass whooping of the Tigers on uh, Sunday night, I, I'm sure I wasn't the only one uh, singing the old uh, Raiders boys are full of class. Uh, we just uh, kicked the Tigers' ass. Because <clears throat> that's exactly what that was. It was a good old-fashioned ass whooping. Uh, you had to feel for the poor old Tigers. Uh, they were never in that game of footy from uh, start to finish. Uh, it was a uh, clinical performance from the uh, Premiership favourites and they, uh, we just didn't give them a sniff. <clears throat> uh, followed the uh, Denny Stewart game plan to the absolute bladder. Uh, couldn't be prouder, and I uh, would have hated to have been one of the uh, supposed top dogs, uh, uh, the so-called uh, premiership favourites, Panthers, Broncos, etc. Sitting back watching that, thinking, uh, fuck me, uh, just how are we going to uh, even trouble these blokes, let alone beat them? <coughs> uh, seemingly uh, marching towards our uh, fourth premiership. Uh, it's really uh, hard to see anyone stopping us at the moment. Uh, it's all getting a bit predictable, but uh, in regards to the... Uh, uh, big one on Sunday against those uh, Storm Shields. Uh, how many in a row have we won against them uh, down there now? Uh, five in a row uh, down there at a uh, Canberra uh, Rectangular Stadium or whatever the fuck that ground's called. And uh, it's hard to see the Storm uh, uh, giving us much trouble in this one. <coughs> uh, I haven't seen anything from that mob this year to suggest uh, they're going to uh, get rid of Bulls or Orvis, to be honest. I'm expecting a uh, convincing uh, four-point victory to the boys. And uh, the most important thing is uh, we've kept that forward against it uh, minus 70-odd and uh, the dream uh, that we had at the start of the year of uh, finishing in the top four of a negative four and against is uh, still well and truly alive. So uh, the boys keep on uh, marching on and uh, looking forward to the game on Sunday and uh, go you are green machine. Good to have well, you, Well, he, he's a danger to himself and everyone else around him, but, you know, he makes a good point. Makes he a very good green. point. He does he bleed green. green. I believe I saw him in the tunnel before the Get match him on the last board. week. Get him on the board. Yeah, I mean, no, if it, nepotism. No, no, no. But, well, you know, no, it's not the really. Raiders, so. As it turns out, Ricky is still denying that Danny is actually his half brother. When I end up taking stage. over Don Ferner's job, I'll get him on the mm-hmm. board. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That's a good thing nice. to do. That's a good nice. thing to do. Um, let, let we we should really go over the Tigers game in, in in the details now uh, because we sort of alluded to it this stage. Look. 
we were on a hiding to nothing there, right, in that match. Everyone was thinking, oh, my God, after the performance against um, Newcastle, you know, where, you know, we're going to struggle here. Everyone was nervous about it. And those who weren't nervous about it, I think we all thought we were overly comp- confident because yeah. you don't come back from a comprehensive defeat like that, where I think we can all say that the 28-8 scoreline against the Raiders, flattered us. And I think the side knew that it flattered us as well. Um, So I think there was a lot of nerve. So it was actually really good to see the way they actually played. And you've already said it again, specifically Sebastian Chris um, was outstanding. Yeah. But my my player of the match actually was Jordan Rappiner. I thought he was incredible at fullback. Seeing Rappiner at fullback and um, Seb Chris in the centres, we looked like a new team um, in a lot of ways. We tried a lot of things. Jack White tried a lot of things, most of which didn't work. Uh, we mm. made a hell of a lot of errors, mm. but you know mm. we we were, we were the better team, um, despite you know all the errors and and the poor completion rate. Um, Luke Brooks for the West Tigers, can we add him to the list of players that play their guest, best games against the Raiders? Because he's oh, been wasn't, outstanding. Wasn't he good? Wasn't he's he? Been great. He was great when we played them up in Campbell. I know. Too. That's what I'm saying. These two best games of the year have been yeah. against the Raiders. If you'd said to most Raiders fans six weeks ago, we've signed Luke Brooks um, to replace Jack White and they would be storming the headquarters, burning memberships, um, threatening to sack the board. Writing petitions. Writing petitions, everything else. If you said to them at full time yesterday, Luke Brooks is coming to the Raiders next year, you wouldn't be mad about it, would you? No, no look, you he wouldn't was be straight, mad about it. I straight, up would, I straight up would take him. And I, uh, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, when we were talking about him in the media, where I, I, he was the least on my list. I wanted Mitchell Pierce over him, but after watching the way that he can slow play, the mm. way that he kind of does that that slow run and that quick pass, that yeah, short, yeah, yeah. he, he, he yeah, had he, them on a string for a little bit. Um, his kicking game was great too in that game. He's playing. He's playing with a freedom. I think he's been yeah. let free by by saying somewhere else. But I tell you why I think, and it was definitely with his try. You saw it. Appy Corusau was running the team yeah. from nine and he was doing a bloody brilliant job of it. He was really, I, I've always thought he was good. I didn't realize just how good he was till I was actually just watching him live play the whole time, watching Appy how also... he played, how he thinks, how he tackles, how he sets the thing up. He was outstanding. And Luke Brooks then had the freedom not to yeah. worry about that. And he looked great. Appy also offers them a, a kicking um, option, which, yeah. Luke Brooks, you know, often gets caught in the fourth or the fifth. That's when he wants to start running. So, yeah. Appy, Appy kicked a lot in that game. Um, the, the game was a really interesting game, wasn't it? Because you could look at it through two prisms. You could look at the fact that we blew many chances, that our completion rate was low, that Jack made a lot of mistakes, you know, that... My God, he made it. That was, like, he's had some bad games oh, um, yeah, post that was the Dolphins there. game. That's probably the worst game he's ever had. But it's weird because it's classic Jack because then he'll do something good and smash someone and, you know. But the mistakes that Jack was making was when there was opportunities that were arising. So it's a very different, it's not, it's not like, I mean, we talked about how Rappanen was great. And Rappanen was admittedly fantastic against Parramatta at fullback last year. But we've also seen Rappanen have a couple of those games. It might have been against Newcastle at fullback when he threw those passes. Was it South Sydney last year? There was one up at Redcliffe. Um, yeah, that was just ago, like a, where an absolute he just had a Crocker. howler. Yeah. And his mistakes were coming on first or second tackle. They weren't coming bombing tries. That's the thing that happened on the weekend is Jack's mistakes were after a line break. That The thing yeah. that, that you, like I said, you could look at it through two different prisms. You could look at it, our completion rate was terrible. We didn't take our opportunities. We're dumb, 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 all that sort of stuff that some of the fans are talking about. But the other thing that we could also look at is we had more line breaks in that game than we've had 
all season. Yeah. Our left edge, admittedly, with Seb Chris, who's now out, was dominating. And that's why I think we were making those mistakes is suddenly we were a kid at a cookie jar that we yeah. hadn't been able to taste that cookie all season because we've been we've not been making breaks down the left hand side. We're and we were so exciting we were dropping the cookies before exactly. they got to our mouth. We were kicking it on first tackle. We were throwing a cut oh. out when we didn't need to. We were looking outside, not inside. We, yeah, yeah. we all know them. There's Don't like give Jack too mistakes. many cookies. Don't let Jack White <laughs> drink the red cordial. No more cookies. No, you no red cordial. Yeah. Uh, look, the, I wasn't allowed red cordial was... as a kid, so why is Jack? <laughs> the one that was worse, um there the, the were two ones that I thought were the most blown. When Seb was running down that wing and kicked ahead, I know. he didn't need to kick ahead. He should have kept running. He should have stepped inside. Um, I know it's hard for him to see from where he is that he had five behind him and there was three West Tigers. He actually like didn't that. need to he, step inside. He, I looked at it again today. He, yeah. How many times do you watch that? A couple. He had Hutter Young inside. <laughs> and the guy no, 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 to... no. Not a couple. How many? What's the actual number? The guy that was chasing Hutter Young was Say Worth, or their, their prop yeah, blonde yeah, guy who was yeah. asked about to tear a hammy. Yeah. If he just passed it, Hudson was going to score. Yeah. And the other one was Jack when Jack should have passed to Hudson. Like Inside he and he went outside. But, but then but he this is the thing the too. But, and he did, and he did it three times. He went for them. And the thing was, poor old Albert, it made him look bad. It wasn't bloody Albert's fault, but the... The, the one that got me on that one was who he passed for it. Not that he just didn't look inside. He was coming up against Jeremy Buller, who is a good attacking fullback. Jack didn't need to dodge him. He could have done what he did to Ryan Pappenhausen and just run straight at him. And then, because he's not going to bring him down, then he stands up and then he looks for support. You know, And he, and he might have even just treated him like a speed bump. But the fact that he went for this thing concerns me because when... Chris went off and then um, uh, Kotrick went off and Jack went out into the centres. West Tigers tried twice to come past his area and they got buried. He defended so well at centre. You just think to yourself, my yeah, God, he's a good centre. Right. But he's, he's such a he's good centre. He's a world-class centre. He played centre in, in the World there, Cup. Like he's a there centre. isn't a better centre in the country. And 2024 South Sydney winning centre. Last year at the World Cup, Legs he was Armas. the best centre in the World Cup. He yeah. was better I, than Mitchell. I, be, and I believe he he's, the be, he's the best centre in the game right now. And my yeah. feeling about going no, you know who the best centre in the best centre in the game is right now. Marion Tim Seve. So <laughs> <Except> Chris. <laughs> well, my feeling about this right is put Doctor Strange in at five eight. Be poor Smokey. And at six, and let Jack be out there in the centres. Give Jack early ball and give Timiko early ball, and let's see what happens. You remember the glory days happen, of the run in in two thousand and eight, where we were giving Colin Best and Adrian Pertell early ball, and you remember what happened? Do the same bloody thing again. Yeah, what, what could not, go wrong? I, I would not be I've surprised. Watched, I watched a fair bit of Strange play, and he's he he. They might switch a fair bit, man. Yeah, like he, I would not be surprised. His, if there his is, footwork is flops. yeah, he's quick. He's and. Um, I was. We were all talking high about Brad Morcos and earlier in the season, Ethan Sanders. Mm. Jesus, I feel sorry for him. Anderson, sorry, Ethan Anderson. Um, Elijah Anderson. Elijah Anderson. Sorry, There's so they're not Ethan. all called Ethan. <laughs> I know. It's like five years ago, everyone's name was Mitch, and now it's Ethan. But... Oh no, there were Joshes Josh. everywhere too. God. <laughs> yeah. So and there's Joshes and Jadens, and now Ethan's here. I just I've been watching a little bit of this this young fella, and he's he's got like. Um, he, he 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 can move around and have that two footed step. I don't know. Yeah. It's not it's not Gaznia, He's got a great. He's got a great like. He's got a great swerve, and he's he's not tall, 
but he's very he's like, bouncy the legs. Yeah, yeah, he's very, very great, bouncy. Great. Do you know what? Do you want to know how that works? Off with that swerve when you go through a line that he has, when you sort of, it's not a step, it's more a swerve when you go yeah. through the line. When I saw him do that in the highlights of the um, State of Under 19, State of Origin, do you know what it reminded me of? And it's someone close to home for you, um, uh, Matthew. It looked like a young Matt Giddo. Yeah, he's he, got a bit of Giddo about him, actually. He, he swerved. Like that, I remember when Giddo came from the Brumbies and he was demanding all this money and people weren't sure about it. And I watched him do that swerve and go through a line. And I thought to myself, oh, that's remarkable. And, and Matty would have done well at the Raiders too, actually. But yeah, no, he's got a bit of that. He's got a bit of And got offered a, uh, all this money that never eventuated by a con man. But anyway. Why not that you're, not that you're Matt, sore Matt, about Matt did okay. Matt, not that you're sore about That's what Strange looks like. And my thing is with this, is we take a risk bringing him up here because, you know, Melbourne Storm will be out there to try and kill him. They will yeah. go out there with a plan. It's a to baptism say, of fire. It's an absolute there's baptism. A, there's a kid. And the thing is, if they pull it off and they do get it right and hurt him, we could set him back. But, no, they won't. They, they're, they're, but they're, if they we're, don't he pull it off against... and he wins uh, in the center. It's either that or Seve. The centers yeah, no, at the moment, the centers at the moment for Storm, you know, are pretty weak on paper. The thing is that everyone's sort of predicting, and obviously will happen at least once in the game, is they'll try and get Big Nelson at some point. Nelson's playing off the bench, um, and yeah. I don't know whether he'll come on and out wide or in the middle or it'll just roam. At some point in the game, they'll try and get Nelson to run at him, you yeah. know, and then, and then doesn't get a bigger test than that. But you look at be you... Fun. one one of the things that uh, one of the coaches at the Raiders has been telling me is that. Um, Dr. Strange has been doing more uh, off-field work than most players, like study of the game. He's he's really putting in the effort. So mm. let's, let's wish the kid luck this weekend. I yeah, absolutely. He's well. I, I, I'm, I'm dead. I, look, I wanted him to come in last week as poor Smokey, but he didn't. But it's one week later. Look, yeah, this you want him to come on on the bench or like a middle yeah, rotation yeah, some prop or something. Bizarre. <laughs> shut up, shut some up, shut up. Right, so here we go. Here <laughs> we go, though. The, the centres for the Storm this week, and I know we're not up this stage, are young Turner Mapia and Marion Sevi. They have uninjured playing in the Reggies, right? Remus Smith. And, oh, well, Smith's uh, coming back from a long-term injury. So yeah, yeah, but he, he might he be. Had, he played last week. He's playing in the Reggies. And Justin Olam is playing yeah. the second week so in a row in the Reggies. Justin He's not Olam. injured. Got dropped. Yeah, he got dropped um, because of because defensive issues. Defensive issues. And um, I don't know if you saw the highlights, but there's some poor buddy part-time footballer in the Queensland Cup got it's absolutely, got <laughs> you know, one of that Justin Olam buddy missile special tackles. He got absolutely murdered by him. Well, there is a whisper that they want him off the books. Yeah. There is a whisper they want him. Anyway, it's a, it's an interesting thing. So, look, I, I'm very much hoping that Doctor Strange has a huge match this before week. We, before we close off, and we haven't completely covered off the Tigers game. The Tigers um, game. Yeah, there yeah. Were, yeah, there were a couple of controversial things. Most notably, um, we scored a try off again. Seb Chris's try. Obviously, that ball went forward. It was live. It was, it was, no, you know the angle no, we were sitting at. Yeah. You know the angle we were sitting at for that. Um, because I was in your seat, Blake. Eh? But um, the angle we're seeing that, and it's not a great angle to judge forward. Everyone stopped because it was so damn obviously forward, <laughs> except one person, Seb, Seb Chris. Chris. He did not stop. He went for it like it's not forward, and I'm playing the whistle. Play the whistle, people. He played the whistle. But here's the other thing about that: with the West Tigers screaming and crying and about this injustice and analysis saying picked up, he beat six players after that point to yeah. get to the line. It wasn't one, wasn't two, wasn't three, wasn't and what, four. The forward pass wasn't the reason he scored the try. 
no. I mean, they no, should have picked up the forward pass, but also they should have look, picked it up. Look, but it, it wasn't yeah, they, just they, that. It wasn't they, like they he picked it up later pass, when they then, ruled a pass from Trevelyan forward, and it wasn't. They picked up another pass. Oh, there were a couple of crap ones from Warford as uh, well. Guess and, what? Luke and, Brooks was also Brooks not was offside. onside. He was offside. He was offside. That like was that meters. was the thing. But they never showed the replay of that, whether he's onside or not, because it was such a good kick. But they never went to the replay of whether he's onside. So I think not that they would ever. On the commentary, they actually said that it wasn't a good kick. They said he kicked it way too hard and just sat up and. Cooper Cook well, also said he's offside. Yeah. You know, well, in, but the, the other thing is, and I've heard people, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't badmouth the referees, but I'd heard some people say, allude, that maybe that was a square up that they didn't even check. Um, I don't I, believe I, in square ups and I don't believe in good teams getting the decisions like no, in this. No, no, then no, it's, it's assuming no that we're a good team, which that. we're not. Which we're no not. Way it's, it all that. comes down to incompetence, inconsistency, and incompetence. And that's one thing you can rely on week in, week out from the NRL and NRL referees. Um, we said man of the match, Jordan Rappin, a $20 voucher. The other players that we we mentioned, uh, Seb Chris, we've given a huge rap to. I thought he looked outstanding. It's it's really disappointing he's going to be out. But hopefully, you know, three to four weeks, he'll be back for the finals. Um, Corey Horsburgh, massive 80-minute performance. And the other guy mm-hmm. that was, was incredible, I thought, and um, was Joe Tarpany. Some yeah, of look, his, I... his, his runs again, the way that he can just step in the line. 67 minutes he played, uh, 18 runs, 179 metres, 63 post-contact, six tackle breaks. Uh, I thought he was fantastic. I'm going to add two people to that. One, Papa did two runs where he was like that bull who just runs up against the wall and pushes it over for 30 metres twice, where it was slow and bullocking, and they just didn't pull him down and kept going. And it was it was fantastic, Papa. And the other one, getting the coaches, you know, effort award was a certain player who seems to have figured out which way the try line is because he did an awful lot he of straight He wasn't run. that great. He wasn't that did, great. I know he you're going to say. He ran straight and he hit the line hard. I know Look, he had a couple of good runs, in which he were did. improved, but his he work rate, straight. his work rate is still, was still not great. I would have expected more from his work rate. He had, I know he went off for the last 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. But he had um, ten runs for ninety meters. That's not yeah. that's not huge. Compare We've asked that, him to run straight. He yeah. ran straight. Compare that to Albert Hopewade, right? Nineteen runs, one hundred eighty meters. That's why Kotrick fell down the packing order behind behind Hopewade. Interestingly, I got in the car straight after the game. I was driving after dinner, and um, I had the Raiders on mix call on, mm-hmm. and they were talking to um, Raider Nick, who is. Nick Cotter's his boy. And they were saying, yeah, how do you think Nick went and blah, blah, blah. And he's, yeah, he did well. The thing that he said is the whole time on the, on the coaching staff on the bench are telling Nick, get involved, take a run, get involved, take a run. Surely that he should know that by now. Surely he shouldn't be, you know what I mean? He shouldn't be the coaching staff, shouldn't have to be into him, telling him to take a run. So while I think he was better, I wouldn't be too high on his performance. I think he still can improve a lot. I think, he's still I think if you're going to mention a player, you know, we're starting to talk about Kotrick, for God's sake. I would say Trevelyan had a great game. He did. His pass. Oh, yeah. His, oh. his pass off the ground. And he even, even accentuates it with his hands. Like, he, you know, he's throwing a bullet. And he kind of does this thing where he, he really, like, pushes yeah. his fingers out. And he just was... created so much more space for our halves that he is an exceptional hooker. Yeah. Just, the exciting thing that we've seen this week, right? The exciting thing that we've seen last week and this week, and this is one of the biggest knocks on Ricky this year has been that he's been, he's been holding back the kids. 
Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah. He hasn't been. He hasn't been playing the kids, and we've seen he's put Adrian Trevelyan in last week, and he's put Ethan Strange in this We're week. We're not going. The only Great thing that gets Trev out now is injury. Now, I my my son was very disappointed because he couldn't sit at the seats right next to the tunnel with his friend before the match. He was very sad that he couldn't go down there. I said, "All right then." So I took him down into the tunnel pre-game. He got stand there with the Raiders just before they ran it for the Viking clap, and Trev came and stood next to me, and I said to Trev. It's a long way back, mate. And he said, it sure is. A huge smile on his face. You could not see someone who's more excited to be back in the first grade. And what a game. What yeah. a game. How good a hooker is he? How good? Yeah, mate. He was fantastic. He didn't look overall. Let's, let's not get on, Rick. Some of the players that have been asked to come in, they've been slightly injured. Trevelyan's been injured most of the year. Moon I know. At the beginning I know. of the year. Like, I know. You know, like, oh, and, I know. And but now, in the past, in the past, if there was a, if there was like, oh, we need someone to play hooker. Let's get Matt Frawley a hooker. We need someone to play center. He wouldn't have gone the youth route but you know obviously he feels these guys are, are they're up to it and they're ready and he said rick said during the week you know that that he's got no doubt in his mind that that ethan strange is you know yeah. his quality and he's ready and you know he's he's only 18 if anyone doesn't know listening he's only 18 one thing that i know about first grade rugby league is that ricky stewart knows more about first grade rugby league than me Oh, absolutely. And, he, and he if, he's, if he's starting the kid, he's ready. And if he's exactly. not starting the kid, exactly. there's more chances than not, then that kid is not ready. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. Okay. Well, now it's time for uh, our favorite segment, which is still without sponsor. Um, and again, uh, we hear it raised. Oh, and like your soul have whole... been in touch. Uh, they have been in touch. <laughs> yeah, we've you've been got an itch <laughs> and your soul puts out that fire. I'm final. I'm finalizing um, <laughs> negotiations with and your soul at the moment, but it's, it's, it's because this show's international, you know, there's a few. Can you sort please of legal explain issues. what Anusol is to me? But don't, 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 don't just take my preparation. But don't just take my cream. word for it. International star actor Matt Laneves swears by Anusol, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Anusol. If it hurts, it will cure it. With Anusol. Anusol ointment is a hemorrhoidal ointment that soothes and eases the burning sensation and helps reduce the swelling of hemorrhoid issues. Um, always read the label and follow directions for use. Uh, available now for $9.99 from chemistwarehouse.com.au. Yeah. For all Canberra Raiders and West Tigers supporters. Yeah, and we yeah. just got we just got 50 bucks for that. So Yeah, nice one, nice one. So Anusol. Um, but it's time for Ask Clown of the Week. <laughs> And we've got so many contenders this week, but Blarko, take it away. So I'm going to go Corey J. Parker. Does anyone know what the J stands for in, in Corey J? A jerk, jerk, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who has come out and said that the Raiders will not win another game this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. How dare he? How oh, dare he? He, he? he may have a point. But we're, only the, we're the only ones who are allowed to say that. As if we're not going to beat the <laughs> bloody Bulldogs at home. I mean, we've got some tough games coming up, but you know, I, I'm confident that we will win another game. I actually have a feeling about this weekend. I was looking at this weekend earlier and I have a slight feeling that we might do okay. But Look, we go into this game knowing that we can win in Melbourne, which most teams probably, you know, feel as though, um, look, they're beaten by Melbourne before they even go down. And look, Melbourne's not the unbeatable. Look at that game against the Panthers last week. They never were really in that game. Well, that brings me to my ass clown, right? So just to try and tie these two things in. Mine is James Hooper, and it goes way back to in March when he laughed at the Canberra Raiders for thinking that we might be in a premiership window and why Jack Whiten would want to sign with South Sydney because they're in the premiership window. He's like, well, they're rebuilding. Look at their squad. You know, they're not going to make the top four. And yet South Sydney are barely scraping into the top eight. And they might Mm -hmm. make it, and we might not. But we're sitting in fifth right now, and the whole... 
the whole narrative behind Jack wanting to leave the Raiders was for more money. And then suddenly when that was debunked, it was for, oh, no, it's because he wants to win a ring. Well, yeah, guess what? We're higher than them. And we offered also Jack 1.1 and he signed for 780. So you got to move on from this, Matt. No, I get that. But it's the media personalities that are behind it. And and to me, it, it it's these, these narratives that get built around certain clubs and other clubs, you know, like St. George, yeah. you're obviously a whipping boy. The so Hoop is your ass, man? He is. I'm going to finish don't try, mine. Don't try and rush me. Don't just back it up there, Blake. My point going back to is this weekend is we're going, we're coming up against a side that has this mystique and everyone thinks, oh, the storm are going to come good. Like South City going to come good. Have a look at the team list. We're going to read out in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Our team's a better team than their team. So let's put it on on this weekend. That's my yeah. point. The storm okay. don't look that quite unbeatable. Um, just another thing on the Corey J Parker thing. Michael Maguire was on SEN as he is every week, and he was asked for his response to uh, the the Corey Parker, you know, story that the Raiders saying the Raiders won't win another game. And he compared him, said he's the Queensland's answer to Gus Gould. Well, Gus Gould, say what you want about him, um, is nobody's fool. But Corey Parker is just a typical dumb Queenslander, and you know what he says has zero relevance. Oh, I have a new ask clown of the week. Who? It's Blake. Yeah. Gus Gould is a fool. Gus Gould is an absolute fool. He's not a fool. What are you he's no talking dummy. about? He's no dummy. Um, he, he has um, his agendas, but he's no he's no fool. He has his agendas so, and he's very smart at manipulating media. Let's go to the people's ass clown. We've had one on, on. I haven't I haven't had mine. Well, the people come before you. Oh, okay. The people's ass clown. Someone on this show last week nominated Kuma Sangakara as ass clown of the week, right? Mm-hmm. Matthew, you listening? Someone on this show last week said that Kumar Sengakara was the ass clown of the week for, for changing the ball in the test cricket. It was Kumar. Was mine. It was, yes, yeah, Kumar Damasena. The, the, I know. Um, Kumar Sengakara was in the commentary box. Yeah, I know. It's pretty bad of me. And the people yeah. that changed the ball is actually the Surrey Cricket Club. So I apologize to all Kumars around the world. There you go. I um, that was a pretty. I'll be the ass clown. You can have. You can. This here. is your mayor culprit in the same way Gordon Tallis had to um apologize. <laughs> Did, this didn't week. they even make him eat a hat right then? Didn't they? That was incredible <laughs> for saying that. Because fair enough. Like you know, we all think that the, the other teams, you know, have probably cheated the sorry cap to win premiership. So I don't think Penrith's one of them. Anyway. Yeah, mate. One of the one of the, one of the only good things about having Gordon on that show now is that when he's you been watch, the best thing lately. Yeah, he's but when you watch. Thing. When you watch the eye contact between Braith and Gordon, when Buzz or Crawley or whoever's talking, you see the truth of what they're trying to say. And Gordon, a couple of times, you know that you know exactly what he means, even though he can't say it. And so yeah. if you watch that show, watch the way that they react with each other more than what they're actually saying, and you can yeah. actually read between the lines and see. Oh yeah, no shit. They're all. Well, I think Gordon. It's... I think Gordon's been great. At first, I was like, again. You know, another dumb Queenslander, but no, he. I think Gordon's been. I couldn't stand him around funny. the state of origin because he had an agenda, but that's just because I'm a Blues fan. Four more mm. years. No, one more year. One more year for Freddie. Lock it in. Oh my God, yeah. Lock it in. Lock it in. Now, speaking of ass clowns as well, one more. Um, I'm gonna throw in. I'm gonna throw in. Um, Rick's mate Crawls was on there this week, and he said that um, Sean Johnson is the buy of the year. Mm. Mm. He went back to the Warriors last year. Anyway, go, Paul. Well, who's your ask then? Okay, so first off, I want to actually defend um, uh, Corey Parker just a little bit. Don't di- don't agree with his statement, but I was doing an interview. I was doing an article on the loss of Cyril Connell 
and the impact it had on the Brisbane Broncos signing things a few years ago. He gave me 10 minutes of his time on the side of thing and was really freaking good. So didn't agree with that, but he's not quite the ass clown you're making out to be. It was really considered an intelligent response too while I'd add on that. My ass clown of the week actually goes to a member of our opponents this weekend. You will have noticed that for the first time that I can remember, a trainer got sent from the field because it turns out that yelling abuse at the referee and saying that he wasn't giving an uh, offside penalty when you're on the field as a trainer uh, was enough to make Adam G angry and send Ryan Hinchcliffe off the field. Um, yeah, and that brutal, was, man. It was absolutely outstanding. Well, you could hear it. He'd say, he's offside, he's offside, he, he, you've got to get him for offside. And he said, I won't cop it, and he sent him off the field. It was brilliant. It was yeah, absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Up there with Cam Smith getting binned at, at Cronulla. Yeah, 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 yeah. It absolutely was. But uh, on a side point of that, it's interesting to see Jack White and get a $3,000 fine for talking about a ref trying to bring the people back in the game, whereas Cam Smith that in the 2020 grand final and nothing happened to him at all. No fine. Well, as, as as a couple of people point out to me, the irony of um, of Jack White and accusing the ref of trying to get West Tigers back into the game was pretty funny. No one did more than Jack to try and get West Tigers back yeah, in the game. Yeah, no one. That's true. <laughs> Absolutely no one. But my, my ask land of the week is Ryan Hinchcliffe. And it's also all the people who didn't think that Adam G had done the right thing because he absolutely clearly done. X-Raider, Ryan big... Hinchcliffe. X-Raider. Remember his debut? Remember I do. His debut well, at Penrith Park? Do you remember the notable thing about that game? I do not. He punched out Luke Prittis. Luke oh, Prittis got, got, into a, got into a set. <laughs> got into yeah, a yeah. scrum and he came off... Uh, it was second like, best. Yeah, it was no. like Andrew Johns and, and Jamie Goddard. It's kind of don't poke the bear because you might not, you know. Yeah, Rhino's Rhino's a big man. The issue here is I don't know if Ryan Hinchcliffe is going to be suspended or fined because there's absolutely nothing in the press or follow up about it. So it'll be interesting to see what the NRL does if, for actually getting sent off the field, nothing happens to the trainer whatsoever. I've sent an inquiry to the NRL to say, so what's the actual punishment? But one thing I did notice in that match. They were hanging in all right at that stage, Melbourne. Their defence was doing all right. When they lost their blue shirt trainer, all of a sudden the floodgates opened. After that point, they were at sixes and sevens. So it really does point out the reliance sides often have in organising the defence on the blue shirt trainer. And if Hinchcliffe isn't there this week, I'll be interested to see how the storm go with that. But how does the blue shirt trainer um, affect the defence when trainers can only be on the field when you're in an attack? Mm, It's true. It's true. Absolutely. Very, very true. The attacking is what I meant. But they do actually structure people and go out and they're constantly sending messages when they come out about calling the structure. Numbers. He was, if you listen to the audio, he's calling numbers. He's like three yeah. left, four right, offside, yeah. offside, offside. He's, he's just badgering the referee. Like it's, yeah, it's the whole time. ridiculous. And they they kind of spoke about it on 360 and mentioned, uh, Talis brought it up and then mentioned the amount of um, uh trainers that had got in the way. They even mentioned that guy in the grand final and then laughed about it. Like it was like, ah, how funny yeah. was this? Anyway, yeah. let's, this is not uh, a 360, 360 review. And ironically, he's a West Tigers. You, Blake, with, yeah, with you're head, an uh, with head up, you. Mother yeah. asked you for bringing up someone's hair and whether he dyes it in a poll on Twitter uh, last Unbelievable. Week. A friend of mine. Son of a bitch, honestly. Unbelievable. There's you nothing suck. wrong. suck. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with dyeing your hair if you're on TV. I, you just said that he did, and I said that he did. I don't have a, if he wants to or not. I choose not to dye my hair. I so embrace, you chose I embrace the to bring box. it in a public area, tag him, and bring up a poll. <laughs> that was pretty low, brother. I'm sure low. he sees the funny side. I'm sure he saw the funny side. I'm sure he doesn't. Anyway, we get, we're running out of time. We we better quickly talk about the Melbourne game. What do we going to say about the Melbourne game? Raiders by 14. 56. 56. <laughs> 
Uh, look, it'll depend on how look how we go. The defensive structure has to improve. We have to get clever. Our ball handling has to be a lot better. We have to take more sensible options. We can't have brain explosions when we've made a good break. We have to capitalise on it, but it doesn't always have to be immediate. You remember when Noah Nadruku first came into our side and he was still playing rugby and he thought we had to score on the first tackle every time and he was passed <laughs> Yeah, but we're not going to do that against Melbourne. <laughs> I, I that's what it sort of reminded going. me against West Tigers. And no, I but that's different. That when you're playing Tigers you, and you start to break breaks in the first five minutes, yeah. you might think, shit, we're going to put on 60, guys. Let's also, go. Also, conversely, well, yeah, when, when you're playing you... Melbourne, they're not going to do the same thing. No, not... but you, need, you can't play too conservatively against Melbourne because that they'll just strangle the life out of you. So you need a yeah. bit of X factor. You need a bit of unpredictable to play to break down their structure. But also, too, when you're playing um, West, West, plural, Tigers, uh, and teams like that, they have nothing to lose. They will throw the ball around. So they are more dangerous. Yeah. Whereas Melbourne, we match up we, well we against Melbourne in. because we, we like to play through the middle just like they do. They don't have very dominant edge forwards. No, their forward they, pack, they, their team, their forward the pack middle. is not as impressive as it has been but, know, but this for is a long, long time. Almost exactly the same side that put on 46 points on Parramatta just the other week on Friday, the 28th of July, they put on 46 points against Parramatta Eels, who would back in form to that point. And we had a lot of issues about the fake trophies they ran around the field at that stage, but they put on 36 points and they looked good doing it. So the idea that we're going to go down there, it's going to be a walk in the park. I mean, that's just fancy. No, there's, only, there's only one thing that upsets me more than Melbourne Storm's fake trophies. You know what mm. it is? The mm. fake cowbell. Oh, that grinds my gears. Kneeing Jared Croker in the knee when we scored a try. When they scored a try. The one one thing that I I, I feel like the Raiders match, not only do we match up well against them because we've got Papa and Tarpany in the middle, but we've never gone down there and been under any um, preconceptions about what that game is going to be. You know, like when we come up against the Tigers or we might come up against another team like the Titans, Maybe we get ahead of ourselves. I don't think Ricky going up against his mate has ever let our our playing group get ahead of themselves. So we know what we're in for, and that's why potentially we've always we've got a pretty good record. I don't think we're going to go down there and ever think it's going to be easy. I don't think we've ever gone down there as fans. We're ner- this is not a game. Even though we have a five winning streak record, this is not a game that I think if you asked any of our mates if we're going to win, they'll probably say no. Mm. And yeah. every but time I'm less gone, nervous about this said game. the same thing. But we're, but we're winning down there. And there's something yeah. about that. And I feel like we will man up in this game. You know, we're well, winning, I, I'm, but, all, I'm more nervous about us playing the Dragons in Wollongong. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more nervous about us playing Melbourne, the Raiders. Melbourne, yeah. right? Look, they've got like the, the bookmakers have the Storm at 123 favourites. That's, that's, that's very, very high. Like, that's a, that's almost unbackable favourites in there. You know, what's the point of putting your money on? But we should look at the team lists. Yeah, before we go to the team list, mm. there's a lot up for grabs at this game because um, we win this game, we actually move ahead of the storm on the table and we will be legitimately in the top four outright. Uh, and and before we go to the eight. team list, before we go to the and team safe list. safe in the top eight. Yeah. We can still drop out of the eight if we don't yeah. win at least two of these next yeah. four games. Before we go to the team list as well, someone who's a, a, a former Raiders legend, um, a member of the Hall of Fame, uh, top, top the try-scoring lists, I think, for a couple, maybe 83 and 84. Uh, and it's good enough to join us again and send in a piece. Is, um, good on him, Billy Ake himself. Yeah, again, yeah, it's fucking uh, Melbourne Storm coach Craig Bellamy here. Uh, I've got no idea who you fuck with, uh, but uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to come on your fucking podcast. Uh, 
Now, at the end of the day, I've got no idea how the Raiders are where they are on the table, to be quite honest. Um, look, at the end of the day, um, I think it really flatters them. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, what's that point difference in minus 70? I mean, that'll fucking dead set do me. Uh, look, at the end of the day, I just I just don't think they're as good as well. Yeah, well, the position on the ladder suggests, but... Um, yeah, having said that, I guess you got to give him a bit of credit for hanging in here in games and, uh, you know, coming away with some tight wins. But uh, I'm really looking forward to the fucking game on Sunday because, uh, yeah, we'll really see where both teams are at. Uh, and, uh, again, uh, at the end of the day, I'm just looking forward to uh, you know, exposing you frauds for what you fucking are. Um, uh, at the end of the day, I've always got a bit of a soft spot for the Raiders, you know, being a fucking uh, pioneer and player in 1982 and... Yeah, they gave me a lot of good times at footy club over the years, but uh, now at the end of the day, if you fuck with making six in a row down in Melbourne, uh, now I'll dead shit give it away. I'll, uh, Ricky will be off me fucking Christmas guard list, because uh, now again, uh, now at the end of the day, I'll just think we're a better fucking footy team than you blokes, and I'm looking forward to kicking your fucking asses on Sunday. So now at the end of the day, looking forward to the game, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Well, well, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm terrified of that man. Well, at the end of the day, he does make some good points. At the end of the day, uh, you know, he does. He does. Um, he really, he does. really But let's does. look at the team list, team. Okay. The Trevor, let's say I'm going to start from the back this week because we had complaints. Uh, Jordan Rapin reprises at number one. Five is Kotrick. Two is Hopawate. In the number three jersey, that made famous by Mel Meninga is Ethan Strange. Then we have Matt Timoko in the four. In the halves, we have Jamal Fogarty and Jack Whiten. At lock, we have Corey Horsbury. In the second row, Elliot Whitehead, who must have a nose that's very flat after oh, smashing geez. it on um, the back of uh, um... the Dane Laurie's head. Yeah. Uh, how either of them got, like how Elliot came back on the field, there was claret pouring out of that nose. Um, then we got Hutto Young in the 11. On In the front row, we got Tarpanay and Papali'i with Wolford in between them. On the bench, we have Adrian Trevelyan in the 14. Gula, the Turkish delight, in 15. We got Sami Solo in the 16, notably the man who went back and dived on a ball at a very urgent point and showed a bit of mongrel at the line, may I add. Um, and we got Arta Mariota in the 17. He didn't play the biggest minutes last week, I noted. Then... Hey. For, for the Melbourne Storm, we've got Nick Meany at the back, who will really want to pay us back for how badly he played down there in that first final last year. We've got Xavier Coates on one wing. We've got Warbrick on the other. In the centres, we've got Young Turner Mapia and Marion Sevi in their halves. Back again is Hughes is back after being out for a week and Pezzett being in there last week. And they got uh, yeah. Cameron Munster in the sixth. You've got Hughes, in the Hughes th- is a big in. Uses Very big. big in. He loves ripping us apart. Yeah. But another thing is that Jamal Fogarty loves showing him up. We got um, uh, Eisenhuth in 12. We got Trent Liero, uh, Sunshine Coast boy, in the 11. In the front row is Christian Welsh and Kamakamika. And locking them, of course, is Harry Grant, who's just magnificent. Um, 14 is Garlic. 15 is Katoa. 16 is Mauroa. And 17, Big Nelson is in yeah. there. The man we always fear. The man who always loves to score a try against the Raiders, unlike people mm-hmm. um, that sometimes Pork says loves to score a try against the Raiders. He actually does. Now, There's talking about ability this year, and, and I feel like we can exploit some of their middles. It, also, talking to a couple of mates at the club, Strange is going to play um, center. He's not playing six. Yeah. <laughs> Pork's yeah. smoky. 
Pork Smoky. Um, but look, we should also point out that uh, the Blake and the Pork mock is live because while I rubbished it, uh, the person who said no, yeah, the rubbish player who's going to score a try will be the Forbes Ferrari. And sure enough, he yep. scored. So there you go. So this week, the player that I would can't say... Can't pick is, a winger, Blake. Can't pick yeah, a winger. You can't, but you did. And you were actually right. The player this this week, I'm wondering why he hasn't hung his boots up to this stage and what he's actually got to offer is Moa Roa. So that is the yeah, player. Tepo Roa. He's the player I suggest you all go out and get your money on. That's really hard. I was actually thinking how good it is that he's made a comeback because he burst onto the scene at he Parramatta. Did. looked a he million did. bucks. Um, his, 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 um, yeah, played in the centres like every forward that goes to rugby and didn't do much at all. Um, and he, his, his version of, he was like the beach sprinter before. Remember he was like a shot put champion or something? That always yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. He was like a teen, like he could have gone to the Olympics for shot put, but now he's yeah. playing rugby league. But he's now he's back. He went back to the storm. You heard virtually nothing of him last year. Um, this year he's, he's made a couple of appearances off the bench. How old mm. would you say? Like he's been around forever. How old would you guess that he was? Mm, I reckon he's 27. Yeah, because if memory serves me correctly, he was that. born on the 2nd of October, 1995. <laughs> he's 27. He's still, he's still young. He's actually he's very young. slow, though. I've watched him play a lot this year. He's, 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 we can exploit him. And the other thing... Um, was the, he wearing the headgear? The medical report on Jerome Hughes at the beginning of this week was, was not good, and then he was named. So there's every chance that he doesn't play. Mm, well, then, Hezzet's on the extended yeah. bench. Yep. Um, so yeah, and look, he's a great player too. Um, so, you know, who the hell knows what is going to happen there, but look, Moroa, he's the, he's my darkie for dark horse for, uh, for, to score a try. Um, because there's no way in the world he should do that at all. Um, but maybe we should look at the extended bench who's on the extended bench while we're talking about Smokies. And for them, they've got young master Remus Smith. Um, we got Pezzett, who's in the 20. Then you've got Tariq Sims um, in the 21. And then Tariq. you've – yeah, yeah, Tariq. I like Tariq. I prefer that better. And then Tyron Wishart in okay, the Okay, so we're going to Alec, – Alec McDonald, no Hardwicks. Remus Smith, a Hardwick. Jonah Pezzett, uh, half yeah, Hardwick. And Alec McDonald is in the 18, I should point out. Um, Tariq Sims, I'm going to go with one and a half Hardwicks. Maybe got to be one and a half Hardwicks. Maybe two. Yeah, one and a half. One and a half. He was two hard weeks. He's one and a half. Brad Morcos, no hard weeks. Tyron Wishart. Tyron Wishart, half a hard week. So what have we we got there? So our 18, obviously, is Brad Morcos. No hard weeks. uh, Well, you can't yet. Although he has played international football. Come on. Half hard hard weeks. weeks. (laughs) You guys suck. Matt Frawley. Matt Frawley, he's a hard week. Starling, hard week. So that's two. Half a hard week. Starling Starling was a hard week last year. He's now half a hard week. (laughs) You guys suck. Trey Mooney, okay, so one half and a half. Hardwick, okay, quarter so of a Hardwick. And Asamua, he's no still got zero Hardwicks. So he still doesn't even have. One. He still doesn't even have a picture on the NRL app. So that's so uh, we've got two Hardwicks, and they've got uh, Remus Smith's got to be a Hardwick. And they've got he? Tarek Sims who played yeah. in the State of Origin and was amazing. So Remus Smith's a hard, Hardwick. Sims is one we've and a half. So two and a half. Yeah, we lose. That's going to happen. That sucks. That sucks. So Melbourne gets the extended bench this week. Someone who never loses. No, never. Someone who never loses is Arnie J. It is. And he's back. And it's time to rip in with Arnie J. G'day, Raiders fans. Another two points, and that was a win. We got really lucky. The Tigers copped some dud calls. Most other sides beat us, considering some of the errors that we made in that game. So let's hope our mate Jackie has a much better week this week. 
Horse saved three tries on his own. Rapper was his usual incredible self. Let's just bank the two points and never speak of it again. So we are off to Melbourne this week, and the good news is that we are on par with them when we look at some key metrics as far as in-game statistics goes. We are a touch behind them on average tries per match, but very similar on anything else. They certainly are beatable. So how do we win? We attack the edges, their back rowers and centres are clear weak links in their team. Keep punching up the middle on and on one side of the field to create room for Tomoko and Strange when you spin it back the other way. The Storm concede 37% of their tries on the left and 43% on their right. So as T-Mac said on Twitter a few days ago, let's throw away the crash play this week. We also need to keep kicking the ball to Meany and away from Tonamapia. We need to get Jack to run directly at Hughes, at Hughes when possible so we can see how keen he is at tackling with a bad ankle. In defence, Grant and Munster are the key. We need to keep them quiet, and if we do, we go a long way towards winning. We will need a much better performance to win this week, but I believe we can do it. Best of luck to all the Raiders fans going to the game in Melbourne, and go, you green machine. Well, Mm. at least his honey's good. At least his honey's good. His honey is very good. His honey is very, very good. But you know what? Who's got a lift? You guys. Who? Who are you going to say? Who are you going to say? I I agree. It's Jackie boy. It's it's the same person. Move on. Jack Whiten. It's 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 been Jack Jack Whiten since the segment came in. Yeah, it's been Jack Whiten since 2014. He hasn't had a good game. He hasn't. He's had glimpses, right? He's had glimpses um, at various times throughout the season, but he has not had a good game since the game against the Dolphins. Mm. Well, here it is. Would you sign Jack Whiten for one point for the offer that we made him back? No, then? no, no. Yeah, but I'm also no. not going to deride him. I just want him to and run the ball him, but... and tackle hard and think very carefully about what he's doing. I want him to keep it simple. He's a simple man. In a 30-man sim- football... squad, would you give him like a, a massive? No, I'd, of pay him, I'd pay him. I'd pay him. pay him eight hundred thousand place in the centres. I pay him eight hundred thousand playing the sense tomorrow. He's not a one point one million dollar five eight because he doesn't have the decision making. He doesn't have the kicking. He's not a complete. There's very few players really that should be getting paid that sort of money, you know. And, and Colonel Sanders, he's not I, I would just team. love to see him playing left center. That's where I'd love to see him. Just yeah. play him left center for the rest of the season. Timiko, but right there's no center. point. Why Give would you play him left? You why anyway? It's kind of like we kind of ultimately. I guess it depends what our goal is. If we want to go as far as we can in the comp, I think that's how we go as far as we do in the comp. I think. Get but who Dr. are you Strange. playing at six? Doctor Strange. Let's get Doctor Strange in there. Yeah, Why not? What have we got Chris to lose? Pretty good on the weekend. What have we got to lose? Anyway, mm. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. You guys no, keep on no, jumping. No. You keep on jumping. There, of course, <laughs> there are of course reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. There are. I think Corey there Hosbury are. Resignings, huge, really, really, um, really very good. Of, the emergence of Ethan Strange. If you don't know the background of Ethan Strange, mm. we've kind of said a few times, and it's it's kind of been uh, a theme the club is targeting youngsters. Ethan Strange only came to the club this year. 
Mm-hmm. He was a, uh, and in fact, the Sydney Roosters junior, mm-hmm. if there's such a thing. Um, I think he's, where's he from? Is he from the Central Coast originally? Mm, that's a good question. I will do um, some research. But he was, he was a, a Sydney Roosters junior that we pinched. That's so good. We've, been, we've been targeting, you know, some of the outstanding, you know, um, yeah, Trey Mooney, Sanders, look, look at the guys we've Stewart. had, you know, last year. So last year in the um, under-19s New South Wales team, there was Osamua. There was... Um, last year, Trey Mooney, Morcos. yeah, and Morcos. And then this year, Chevy Stewart, Ethan Strange and Sanders. But then this year, obviously, yeah, we've got an incredibly. We're building the club from within because we've looked at it like a moneyball thing. Yeah, but it's not moneyball because it's not money, but it's a different recruitment strategy. Mm-hmm. Because in theory, moneyball is trying to compete with a club that has more money. In theory, all clubs in the NRL are operating with the same amount of money, which obviously they're not. But in theory, they are. So okay. it's, a, it's a different recruitment strategy. I've, I've, we done just some, hope. I've done some deep research just then on Ethan Strange, and I'm happy to tell you. I can tell you that he's 18 years old and he was born on the 16th of August, 2004. Where? Where's he from? Is he... It doesn't say anything else whatsoever. It just says that he doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Dr. Strange, no Wikipedia page at all. Nothing. Doesn't have it. So, so you interrupted us. We'll you know, reach out, Ethan, and we'll, we'll we'll design you a Wikipedia page and we'll put down... <laughs> we'll get Danny Stewart on it he's, he's an expert. Uh, yeah. I know he's. I know he's very good at editing Wikipedia pages. I don't. Know he is. He's expert. Expert. Look, reason to be cheerful. The fates. Who made your hands. Wikipedia page, Matt? As the one of us here that actually would have a Wikipedia. Who made yours? Do you know? No idea. No. Do you ever so go I, on I, there? I pay no. I pay very little attention to those things. Have you Have you edited it? No. Well, I best go every. I think that's what we need to get Danny Stewart onto, Matthews. Wikipedia page that would be very yeah. good. Um, Co-host of Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Exactly, it probably doesn't. That's probably not on there. That's it should be. It should be on there. It should actually be presented there. Look, my reason to be cheerful is we're still in the hunt. We're in our own. Our destiny's in our own hands. If by some miracle we won our remaining four matches, we can go top two. That's how ridiculous this is. You know, at five. We're and not one, how ridiculous you are right now. <laughs> we're not going top two. <laughs> Win this. My, re- my reason to be cheerful is Adrian Trevelyan. He was incredible on the weekend. Yeah. And to see a fella come back after two in- severe surgeries and mm. to play the game that he played, mm. um, I just want him to, to finish out this year, no matter where we come, um, injury-free, and then to go on and, and have an incredible first-grade career at our club, hopefully, or any other club, because he deserves it. That kid's put in the hard Well, hopefully it's, hopefully it's our club. It's not Bugger agree, other people. Man. Bugger, no, I agree. Go back to I the agree. Cowboys. And we're we're a, we're a club podcast, but when you see someone, you know, go through so much adversity, you just want them to succeed. And and I, I really hope that, that kid gets a chance. And and he 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 manned up. He defeated really tough, and his pass was incredible. And he was great. He, he could, if we're playing a dominant, um, you know, sort of first ball direct way of playing you know like mm. we're, we're really using our our props in a way that a lot of other clubs don't then we need a, a hooker that has that dynamism so hopefully mm. he can stick around for us and, and play for the next 10 years yeah he looked he, he looked fantastic that is a great reason to be cheerful you've got a listener of the week for us Blarko. i do it's a good friend of mine um al tegart mm. Matt, Big Matt, al. it's, pro- it's pronounced tegart 
yeah. pronounced Tegat. 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 Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if he's been listener of the week before. I know his son Henry has, but anyway, I, I saw Al during the week, and he, you know, he said to me, he said, "I'm actually thinking about buying a pork t-shirt." And so he and should. I, <laughs> we, he has to now. And he I, has to I now, said, Al. And I said, "Why? Why would you possibly want to do that?" And he said, "Oh, because I feel sorry for him." Because you're always giving him a hard time and teasing him about the fact that no one's bought his shirt. Yeah, and you anyway, last and then, week's and... listener of the week, Michael Lee, reached out to me and said, "Tell Blake he absolutely is an ass clown. I'm completely on your side." Well, yeah, I'm on your goes, side too now, Paul. Blake's an asshole. He's, he's an ass look, clown. I've never said that 100 percent of the listeners of this show are, are on my side. It's clearly been demonstrated that you know over 70 percent are. By multiple They're polls. turning though, Patty. Turning Patty. Polls. But anyway, he said, he said, I'm I'm gonna buy a, a pork shirt. And I said, What has the pork ever done for you? We had a beer together at the wool at the oh, I said, the What has pack. the pork ever done for you? And then I put out all the things that I've done for him. And so then he agreed that he'd be buying a black shirt and he won't be buying a pork shirt. So <laughs> well, you, you are you, an someone almost oh, I, I, you I was actually with son Al. Son of a bitch. I was actually with <laughs> Al um pre the final last year at the wool pack. I was with Al, I talked to Al. You didn't show up. You weren't there. No, you're thinking, Al, of, you're thinking of Al Erskine. That's a different person. Oh, yeah, I am. Al, Al yeah. Taggart, if you're listening, I'm coming for you. I am thinking of Al Erskine. Apologies, <laughs> Al Erskine, but I'm also thinking of anyway, you, Anyway, so we do we do have merchandise, um, and you can get a whole bunch of different shirts. You can get Blake shirts. Oh, by the shirts. way, going back to a previous uh, listener of the week, got completely blanked at the game by Lampus Troutman. Right. I am. I'm happy to re- report that she was wearing her Raiders by Fifty Six Blake in the pork beanie. So I thought she would see me and go, "Oh my God!" And look, I'm wearing the beanie. But no, she blanked me, walked past. Yeah, Did you say hello? I tried to, but she was like, "Who's this freak?" That happens with you a lot. That it really lot. does. It really does. Wayne Lazarus. We ra- rugbyleaguemerch.com. Head over there. You can buy your black shirt. You can buy your Heather shirt. You can even buy a pork shirt. If you you could. feel sorry for him. If you feel sorry yeah. for him and want to, want to buy a shirt. Uh, Raiders by 56 shirts. We've also got Raiders the by other 56 white meat, mate. Other white meat. Yeah. Get on yeah. board. Well, that, Raiders by 56 shirt uh, beanies. You can get those from landspeed.com.au. Um, if you're listening to this show on iTunes and you haven't already left us a review and a rating, what are you waiting for? Um, you can also leave a review and a rating on Spotify and um, make sure you subscribe and that way you'll never miss an episode. Oh, and, and leave Coming us up. a high rating because I've discovered before I didn't care what rating you wanted, I actually wanted your opinion. Write as derogatory opinion as you want in the opinions. Go for it. Tell us the thing, but leave us a five-star rating because that actually puts us at the top of the list when people are searching for things. Um, so you can write what trash it is, right? But give us a five-star rating. Yeah. Coming up. Coming after up, yeah. The, after the uh, game against the Storm. Mm, yeah. Back at it's a, home. It's a challenging match. It's a challenging match. Back at home match. against um, the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs, yeah. yeah. At, at, at four o'clock, another TV game against Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Always been tight foot contest. We have not run away with a match against the Canterbury Bankstown for as long as I can remember. There's two points. They're four-point wins. They're tough. Even in 2019, it was a two-point win with a, a snarky Johnny Bateman try getting across the line. So it's it'll be hard. Then, coming off the bye... On the Saturday night, once more at home, on Saturday, 26th of August, we play the Brisbane Broncos. They're coming off a bye. We'll yeah, be coming off a six-day break. So it's really very much in their favour um, going there. But, you know, if we're going to, you know, be Hopefully a top four content. Hopefully it's cold. Hopefully it's very cold. But if we're – it's unseasonably warm at the moment. No, no. Um, but if we're going to be challenged, we've got to do it. Because then we don't want it all to depend on going to Shark Park, the toxic swamp. On it's going to be a big occasion, though. 
Do you know mm. why that game's a big occasion? Mm-hmm. That will be so- Wade Graham's last game. So Wade Graham's announced he's retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, he's finishing up at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll be his last game. So we managed to break um, Paul Gallon's heart at his last game at Shark Park. So we I hope did. we can do the same to, to Wade Graham. Well, look, they've yeah. got to play like in order to make the finals. They've, they've got to win two of the following. They've got to either beat us, Newcastle Knights, um, North Queensland in North Queensland, or Gold Coast Titans at home. So by that stage, it might actually be his last match because if they lose three out of those four, they won't make the finals. Um, they really, all... they really, they won that game on the weekend, which has kept them in the hunt. They, yeah, they and they were fantastic. Actually, it could be, it could, it could come down to the Roosters and the and the Rabbits playing in the final. South might drop out, man. Spot. South's everyone's then, high on South, so they're going to. No, I get it, but it, I'm just saying it could come down to South and the Roosters for. A oh, spot I'm saying South, the South may miss out. Yeah, but here's the thing for Cronulla this weekend, right? They well, South to has still got a buy. And Eels and Souths and Eels still have buys. Cronulla had to travel all the way over to uh, Perth last Saturday and have had to travel all the way back. And now they're going to be playing on Friday night at the six o'clock match, the coveted six o'clock match against the Titans, admittedly, who will be away. The Titans, who played on Friday, said the Titans will have bugger all travel or just, you know, Gold Coast to Sydney travel and a seven day turnaround, whereas the Sharks have a six day turnaround. And a hell of a lot of travel, so they're up against it. They're when up you start it. talking about these days turnarounds and then coming up, and then this, is when this is going to pump them. Sharks this is when everyone everyone starts losing interest. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, you start losing interest because it's not about you, and you're not talking. <laughs> so of course you're not interested. We all take that for granted. You have been listening to the podcast, formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake, and and I'm Heather, and we'll talk to you again soon. Blake and the Pork Blake and the Pork